and welcome to the Crypto with Cash cast episode eight. Uh, my name is Duncan Morland. I am your host and I'm joined by Ishaya Abassi. Hello, Cash. Hey, you all right? Um, just to let everyone know, we're having some video problems. I think uh, the recording software thinks we're too ugly to show our faces or at least my face. So this may be an audio only episode, um, but that won't stop us from rambling on for half an hour. Oh, look, there we are. Yeah, you're back. Um, so how are you doing today, Cash? Yeah, I'm doing quite well. Doing all good. Oh, there's my alarm going off. That, that, that means that we've started the podcast. Podcast alarm. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm all good, man. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. If people can see my video, I've just moved into a new place. And the internet's a bit dodgy. The lighting is a bit dodgy. The there's alarms going off. Yeah, the alarm goes, my jumper is a bit dodgy as well. Um, we've got we've got three crypto topics to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about crypto privacy in relation to who can see your transactions, uh, whether you should be concerned. Things you know, we have a general conversation about that. We're going to talk about the crypto sushi um, because there's mm-hmm. been some EastEnders style drama going on in the sushi community. And we're going to talk about how to, um, how do I explain this? How to work out how much you've earned when you're like in your crypto gains, when the crypto you're investing in in is not priced against the British pound or the dollar, but it's priced against Bitcoin. Uh, So Cash, which one of those would you like to start with? Let's go in the order that you mentioned them. I can't remember. So privacy was first, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Let's go with that one. Okay. So. Let me just have a look. So we had a question from Terry and his mm-hmm. concern was basically like, who can see his crypto transactions? Like when he use a, uses a crypto exchange like Coinbase or Binance, um, he was like, who are they sharing information with? And I guess more broadly speaking, you know, how do you have privacy in the crypto space when every transaction is, you know, on the blockchain for people to to search and look at and whether it's even a problem like terry said he wasn't he's obviously not money laundering or anything like that but i yeah. guess he wanted sort of some privacy because like if someone can tie you to your crypto account mm-hmm. then they can essentially look at everything you've bought you know if i can work out your crypto address cash then i can see everything you've spent and maybe you don't want me not having that knowledge it doesn't mean you're doing anything untoward yeah. yeah no it's a valid question um and it's yeah so the thing is when you do buy cryptocurrencies you do so on an exchange and when you are signing up you are required to provide id uh, for kyc's or aml um, regulations so kyc's know your customer aml is um, anti-money laundering regulation and essentially when you do buy cryptos on these accounts there are you know your wallets are connected to your account Um, essentially if you buy from coinbase for example they know that you've bought these coins and um there's certain thresholds um i think with coinbase if i'm not mistaken is once you spend over five thousand pounds on cryptos then certain um like institutions are able to see what sort of transactions you've made um and if anything goes wrong i think even if it is below that then they could request information on your um, account and there you know these companies are maybe you know, legally obliged to provide it. 
So, and this is just for regulation purposes. There are, it does depend on the your country that you are from. So I think I was reading the other day in South Korea, they were saying that every single wallet, if you do use a wallet, it needs to be labeled with a name. Um, so you, they will essentially, they're trying to or um, attempting to um, have every, every wallet that you use be connected to a name or an entity that can be tracked. Um, it is going to be difficult to do because there are, you know, services out there that allow you to obfuscate your transactions um, for whatever reason. Of course, there are going to be people using that for um, legal means, um, but there may be some other purposes. So, for example, as you mentioned, there may be people who are tracking your wallet and you may want to do that too. Uh, if, for example, if you're a large trader and people are using that to see what sort of investments you're making, um, and then maybe using it to front run you to, you know, uh, basically beat you to it, beat you to a certain trade, for example, then you maybe want to um, use those services to hide your tracks and stop that from happening. Yeah, we saw that with the, uh, what was it, where the people with the Constitution DAO, that's what happened in that. Exactly, thing. yeah. So the that's billionaire who, who outbid them knew exactly how much money they had and he just went one over sort of thing. Yeah. I think because there's our, I think like the kind of, sorry, one second. <coughs> sorry, I'm a bit under the weather. Um, a kind of automatic response can be to like, okay, well, if, if you want to hide your transactions then you've clearly got something to hide, you know. You're yeah, yeah, which is a shame. Trying to do something. But I, I mean, I was listening to a, an interview with uh, Edward Snowden the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, who's one of the guys, who's a person that's sort of, a whistleblower essentially um mm-hmm. who now you know he's he's basically being he has to like sort of hide where he is and things like that but he you know he, privacy to him isn't it's a right almost you know it's the right to to have privacy it doesn't mean you're kind of like hiding transactions or things like this i mean for him it's a matter of life and life and death i guess um, yeah maybe not so much for the rest of us but like it doesn't mean you just want to evade tax it could be that like you said like you don't want people front running your transactions or especially if like a crypto wallet is tied to your name like that essentially means that somebody at a company that has that information can see every transaction that you make like like your bank could and maybe you just don't want that exactly yeah and there are blockchain like blockchain analysis uh services out there where you can essentially pay for a service and they've labeled like thousands of wallets and you can see exactly what, you know, prominent members are doing, Mm. uh, what they're investing in, what NFTs they're buying, what they're buying uh, with uh, and who they're interacting with, you know. So if they see like, for example, Three Arrows Capital, which is a large uh, crypto firm, if they've just bought a certain token and they haven't announced it yet on Twitter, um then i mean they might mean they've just partnered with them you know they've just made an investment you know um so yeah you can use services like that and you could use these um obfuscation you know services to hide your tracks in that way as well yeah i guess um, is there is there like a play in that i guess you know if you if you're tracking that information if you're tracking because i know there's some services that allow you to track uh, you know, like whale wallets, like uh, people that have, I don't know, what is it people that hold a hundred Bitcoin or more? Is that yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. There's people with over a thousand, ten thousand sort of thing. Yeah, and there's like, I think a service called Nance, Nansen. Nansen, yeah. 
that allows you to like monitor that stuff. I mean, have you yeah. ever used that kind of information? I mean, it's useful from time to time, uh, like back when maybe a couple of months ago when NFTs were really uh, popular. Um, of course, the, the market has died down a little bit. Mm. The hype from NFTs has uh, settled a bit. And again, it's going to probably pick back up in the future. But back then, you, you could see what, for example, successful NFT traders have done to see what they're investing in now. Uh, maybe some, some, some certain projects that haven't you know, released certain information. If you see someone with, with uh, you know, a significant amount of money in their wallet buying a certain project, then it makes you wonder, like, okay, what do they know? Why are they buying this project? Yeah. Maybe something, an announcement is coming. You know? It could be a double bluff, though. Exactly, exactly, which is which is what happens as well. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I guess also it could be a useful thing because there's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of traders on YouTube or people, you know, I've, I've been writing and working in an industry where there's like an endless amount of people that say they can beat the market and, you know, here's my trading strategy. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. could be a useful yeah. way for people to like actually prove they can do that. You know, here's every, I know they do it with some trading software you know there's trading software you can mm -hmm. record your trades and stuff but there are ways to kind of game those systems whereas if you if it's all on the you know the blockchain ledger transaction by transaction you can't really really fake that you know like like you were saying about arrow capital you know, yeah. you know the other day you shared a, a tweet in the community chat that they'd they'd invested like was it 400 odd million in yeah ethereum and also i think when i clicked on that twitter thread it wasn't, it was like a few days earlier that like either the CEO or a member of their team had been, had been like saying how they were out of Ethereum basically, <laughs> or they were like not, you know, they yeah. were criticizing it as if they weren't going to invest. And then like five days later or whatever, they're buying. Like sales, you know, yeah. Yeah. The market dips and then. They get, they get to buy in at a cheaper level, you know, because they have so much influence, they can create panic in the markets bring the prices down then they buy and then everyone's like oh okay so they've bought let's let's buy as well and maybe the we should do up. that we should do that <laughs> you know collectively crypto with cash group just sort of everyone although actually i'm just promoting pumping and dumping <laughs> um okay so yeah i guess what we i guess with privacy it's a double-sided coin like we're talking about the benefits of it you know knowing yeah. what, but then that but then it also means that anybody can see your transactions and that's a trade-off unless you use some of these protocols and stuff that allow you to sort of hide you know hide mm -hmm. transactions and things exactly. like that. um i think there's probably a whole you know like hour podcast in that kind of stuff and i don't think i did my explanation of edward snowden much justice so it might be interesting to talk about that more in the future there are different definite use cases for privacy which mm. are outside the realms of you know crime and um illegal activities uh it's just the fact that maybe the media sort of tries to portray sort of you know privacy pro protocols in a way that is negative you know mm -hmm. a lot of people say that cryptocurrencies are used in, in a way primarily for crime but if anything if you if you want to you know leave no paper trail then surely you'd use cash instead of uh, you know a cryptocurrency where you're you know your transactions are visible on the blockchain forever yeah. and they can be viewed by absolutely anyone yeah that i mean that was actually one of the criticisms edward snowden was talking about bitcoin he was saying you know like, like exactly what you just said it doesn't make sense if you're trying to launder and hide money to be using a public anything. ledger that absolutely yeah, anyone can watch I mean, yeah. you can follow it out in and out of the system essentially and he was saying there was a new the new bitcoin 
upgrade taproot is supposed to sort of help with some privacy because it takes some of the transactions off the main chain as far as i understand it but he was mm -hmm. saying it's not going far enough and it needed to be on the on the on the main chain which i guess yeah. thinking about it one of the crypto cash portfolio picks is is a privacy play that is kind of fundamentally um private uh, from what i understand yeah, but if, if regulators need certain information, you can give certain keys to them and they can view everything. So in that yeah. sense, they're protected as well, which is why I chose it over perhaps some other previous coins in the market, which do not have that functionality. Yeah, and I guess I guess what we're talking about, and we'll, well, we can stop talking about this in a sec, but <laughs> I guess what we're talking about is, you know, puts you in a position of control, you know, like rather than somebody just being able to see yeah. everything. It does not... It means you can say here, like, take a look. This is what I've been doing, you know. Yeah. Like, um, and I think fundamentally, that's kind of one of the one of the most appealing kind of promises of crypto and Web three stuff is like, you you know, you're we're putting you in control. You have this online identity that you choose how much of it you want to share with, um, you know, the the platforms and companies you're interacting with. But yeah. Um, okay. Sorry if I banged on too much in that it's all right <laughs> i mean uh, that's great it's, i think it's, it's very important it's an important conversation to have especially in a world where you know companies like facebook have data on absolutely everything you do yeah. they know who you hang out with where you hang out what you're searching who you're looking at sort of thing and um you know free crypto you can bring the power back to the people of course all of these protocols are still in development but i feel like there's a there's a massive opportunity here yeah until we're all locked into the Facebook's metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so the next topic, do you want to do, should we talk about Sushi? Yeah. So Sushi is the coin that you talked about and gave research on and a recommendation in the recent live workshop we did. Mm -hmm. um, and there's been, I don't know too much about it, but I, I am aware that there's been like drama in the Sushi yeah community i guess and also that like while the markets have been trending downwards uh graham from the community said that sushi is kind of holding steady or going up a little bit so like yeah it's one of the only coins in the green at the moment actually yeah so what is going on with sushi yeah so um essentially with sushi there's been a lot of um it seems infighting from the developers and um, other prominent members so much so that uh, one of them has actually left re in recent weeks and what that's led to is basically the community, uh, you know, some members are worried about the future because if if Joseph, which is one um, one of the, who, who, who's the person that's left, he was very big on developing like the different ecosystem, different features that the coin has. So mm -hmm. since he's left, you know, a lot of community members are, are wondering what's going to happen. But um, on re recently on Twitter, it was there was speculation from one of the members that's left, one of the original developers, you know, hinting at a possible return to the project, which is obviously a very good sign, mm -hmm. as well as um, Danielle, who's a very prominent crypto community member. Yeah, he's the guy behind like um, Olympus, no, not Olympus, he, behind Time Wonderland. Time Wonderland, which we've discussed before, uh, yeah. Mim, which is a stable coin and also Spell. And he's, you know, I think he's a billionaire, if not a multi, a hundred you know nine figure millionaire um and he's basically proposed to take over a certain part of the project 
and he's saying okay we've sushi's come out with all these different products but i feel like they need to focus on one or two and then work on the others as opposed to having all all of these happening at the same time and of course given the 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 amount of influence that he has and the amount of money of course um that's brought a lot of you know confidence back into the project which is probably why you know it's one of the only coins in the green today um personally speaking i'd be very happy if daniel was to come because he's had great success in the crypto space in the past few months especially with the launch of you know spell mim which is one of the top um, stable coins now and wonderland um so yeah it'll be good to have someone like that on the project you know, alongside Sam Bankman-Fried, who's a multi-six signer as well. Yeah, it seems like Danielle's projects are like creative as well. Like he seems to try new things and kind of. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. You know, he's he's one that takes risks, and so far they've paid off very handsomely. Yeah, and I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem dissimilar to what happened in Sushi's past before, like. Because Sam Bankman Freud, who's the CEO of the FTX mm -hmm. exchange, he came in to sort of help the sushi community. Yeah. You know, I don't know when it when was that? Um, I, I would say around last year. This was in end of 2020. Yeah. So second half of 2020. And that worked well, didn't it? Or... Yeah, it did very well. The project um did very, very well actually in the months that followed. It's just since then and perhaps in the last few months or so. It's, it's become apparent that there's been some infighting. Um, you know, uh, there's very intelligent people and there's, they have different visions. And um, perhaps it was needed for the CTO to leave, which is um, Joseph. And I think if Danielle was to come over and actually focus his ideas on certain products as opposed to all at once, I think that will um, pay off in the long run. Yeah, because sushi, like... It... It does feel like I don't know if under, maybe undervalued, but it, it's it's such a huge uh, decentralized exchange. It's like the second in terms of volume, isn't it? Or yeah, and it's theory. deployed on the most number of chains. It's yeah, a, exactly. Like yeah. every chain that comes out is is the first one there. Yeah. So Whereas other projects are so far behind when it comes to things like that. So technologically, it's more advanced than all the other projects. Mm. I guess my I got a follow on question from that is. So from looking at different DeFi projects, it seems to me like governance tokens, like, uh, so if you have a project that allows you to own a token that allows you to kind of vote uh, on the direction of the proje um, projects and stuff, they don't necessarily go up a lot in value unless they've got a sort of specific utility, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Is that something you, you'd agree it, with? It depends, really. It depends what, on what the use cases of the actual product are. For example, with this this whole uh, sushi saga, it will be the token holders who ultimately decide whether or not they allow Daniel to do what he wants. You know, yeah. there's a proposal that he's, uh, he's presented to the community, and it's up to uh, us, you know, token holders, to vote on that. Mm. Um, and in that sense, it is the community who chooses the direction of the project, not, you know, the, the, the actual developers themselves. So, like, for example, me personally, I would be happy for him to come on and take over, given his experience and his influence in the market. Um, perhaps there will be other people who are not happy with his proposal. Perhaps they want to tweak the proposal. Um, but that's up for the community to decide, uh, which is what's really, really is quite democratic, you know.
yeah yeah i i wonder whether going forward like that will be more important you know because i like there's for example like the alchemex um <laughs> project like the the governance token kind of spiked in price and then has gone down and stayed at a sort of steady level and i just wonder the more in the future if people are more involved in voting and decentralized um you know this decentralized democracy like helping guide these products mm -hmm. i just wonder whether there's a lag in in that you know whether that because right now we kind of we're still looking towards individual people to solve things i guess and yeah. i just wonder whether it, the more decentralized um I think it's it's up. Um, it's a matter of I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a matter of preference, but I think you know the debate is not settled. There are some people who would prefer to have like a benevolent dictator of some sort to yeah, yeah. you know at the helm of a project, you know, moving the project, navigating the project. Um, others would prefer to you know have just the community voting on every single issue, every single. Um, every single policy essentially mm -hmm. and uh, i don't know i think we're going to get into politics but i don't know which which system works best when it comes to crypto product products like this especially with users all over the world you know yeah uh, i think it's just one of those things we're gonna have to uh watch and see how how it spans out really yeah and i guess you can if different projects are taking different approaches then you can sort of see what happens yeah <laughs> um Okay, cool. Well, thank you for updating us on Sushi. Um, the final question is one from the community. And let me just find it. It's a bit of a technical, practical one. So it's from Alan. Mm -hmm. And he's basically asking, how do you calculate crypto returns, your, your crypto gains, when you're buying coins paired against um, another crypto? So instead of buying, I don't know, bitcoin against the pound you're swapping you're swapping some ethereum for some bitcoin mm -hmm. um, and both of those are going up and down in value so how do you sort of yeah that's a good question um because you know different cryptocurrencies fluctuate um, at different rates so it can be difficult to figure out if you are going to do it manually that's why there are some great you know applications out there that make this whole process easier one that I use myself is called Blockfolio. Um, it's actually called FTX now. If you go on your app store <clears throat> and search for X FTX, it should say formerly Blockfolio was actually bought by FTX, which is why, why it's called that now. And what it allows you to do is actually, so search the coin that you're buying, for example, Bitcoin. And then you um, once you've installed the app, you just go add transaction and then you have the option of saying which currency you use to buy it and the exact day that you bought it on and then once you have added that transaction you can basically flip through the different options so it will tell you if you're up or down in terms of usd you know or pounds since the time that you bought it then you can press it again and it will show you um how you are you know how your investment is doing compared to bitcoin ethereum uh, you have many options to choose there so uh simply I wouldn't go around, you know, working this out manually by going to your trade history and things like that. What I would do is I download the app and just add your transactions there and let that work it out for you. Yeah, that sounds much more convenient. And it's yeah. free, free, isn't it? Yeah, it's free, completely free. Yeah. Let technology sort it out for you. Yeah, there we go. 
Um, okay, well, I think that's everything, all the topics we had today covered. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll say thank you, Cash, for your time this evening. Thank you very much for hosting. Um, and the thing I forgot to say at the beginning is if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, you can stick them in the comment section below the YouTube video, um, or there'll be contact details probably below the, if you're on one of the podcast sites. And we'll cover, you know, we'll do our best to cover the topics and answer the questions you have. And if you want to like us and subscribe, we'd be grateful for that. As I said last time, we're small, but we're trying to grow. And apologies for the video. Um, I'm not sure whether it would just be audio this time because we've had a few video difficulties, but we'll try and sort that out for the future so you can see our lovely faces as well as listen to our sultry tones. But um, thank you again, Cash, for this evening. And Thanks for having me. Talk to you next week, or probably talk to you before next week, but talk to you I'll live. see you when I see you. Yeah. Okay. All right, take care. All right, bye.